Hey, this is Jordan Harbinger. I used to host the Art of Charm podcast, but now it's time for something new. The Jordan Harbinger Show. Did you know you can be entertained and actually get a boost in your life at the same time? On this show, we dig into the superpowers of the world's most interesting thinkers and top talents. Then we deliver them to you right into your ears. But I get it. We're not all superheroes. That's why we give you their blueprint so you can live what you listen. After a thousand interviews, learning five languages, and getting arrested in a country that doesn't even exist anymore, I'm now more ready than ever to introduce you to The Jordan Harbinger Show. Listen free to The Jordan Harbinger Show, available on Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and the Podcast One app. Was, I was checking my fly, make sure it wasn't down. It is. It's definitely down. Oh. That's why I went. Fr, fr. <laughs> By the way, you've converted me. We talked about that last I time. I think. Fr, 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 fr. It's so much. It's so much quicker. It. It's more efficient. It's just better. I like the fuff as opposed to the wah wah. Okay, people know that. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Rob Riggle. I'm Sarah Tiana. Welcome to Riggle's Picks. We are just going to chat it up a bunch today because there's so much going on and so much has happened. Yes. This last weekend was a big sports weekend for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I flew back to Kansas. Right. I watched the Jayhawks in their, their hot rally. Hot rally? Hot they, rally. Does that mean they... It was called the Riggle Rally. I mean, I'm just telling you what the, the vibe on the street was. No. Yeah, because at a certain point in the game... Uh, they cut to me in the stand, <laughs> and I went crazy. Up in the third tier, <laughs> I went crazy. I went ballistic, and I was screaming. And it was like it was right after uh, um, uh, Devonte made his three pointer, mm-hmm. and it kind of set off. It was the spark of a rally. But then Huggy called a timeout. This is Kansas versus West Virginia, and he was trying to cool the Jets. But Jets ain't going to be cool in Allen Fieldhouse. <laughs> All right, when, when Mr. Briggles in the house, so they cut to me, and now I'm on the jumbotron. So I start going, ah! and I start, you know, going crazy and putting that energy back into the building, mm-hmm. and the place came alive. Nice. And then we went on a 19 to three run or something. Shut crazy. your face! I'm being serious. We were down by 10, and we ended up winning by 10. It was nuts. <gasps> yeah. So it was a huge swing, and you know, look, it'll, the historians will have to decide. <laughs> Who's responsible for the win? But the vibe on the street was I brought a certain amount of magic Mm -hmm. uh, that kept uh, or started the rally. So they're calling it the Riggle Rally. I don't know. They're calling it. They they are calling it. Who's they? People. (laughs) The fans. Uh, I would think that now they would need you at every home game. Which is going to be a tremendous burden on my family <laughs> and my career, but uh, I would do it. I'm sure I'll they have honest. a private plane. <laughs> no, they don't. They don't? Uh, no. Uh-huh. But then, uh, so anyway, it was anyway, the, the game, it was a high-stakes game. The, the Big 12 uh, conference is just tight. So many great teams. Literally one game separates who wins and who you know who's going to win the, the league. Um, and it's getting down to the wire. The Jayhawks have won 13 titles in a row. 
if they oh. if they win this year, mm-hmm. it'll be 14 and it will be a new record. A new In, record for the, like the longest streak. Longest streak of consecutive conference titles. Wow. I think uh, John Wooden here in, L- in UCLA had the previous. So we're tied, but we could take the record ourselves. Oh. So now it's coming down to a huge and, – and last night we won against Oklahoma. Nice. Uh, 104 to 74, 30-point wow. blowout. And Oklahoma's great. Yeah, they're a really good they're team. They're a good team. So you know, all of a sudden they're starting to get their mojo again. Look, <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't want to say it's all me because I wasn't even there, you right. know, but did I set off something? Right. I don't know. Again, the historians, I leave it to them. I leave it to the writers. I leave it to them. I hope they just like have a video of you doing it and then they can just replay <laughs> it every time. They should. Yeah. They should. They should have recorded that and yeah. then it's like the go-to. And yes. so it looks like you're in the stands no matter what. Exactly. <laughs> Um, and so that was an amazing game. And now they're, they've, they've got to go down to Texas Tech. Texas Tech is number six in the country and KU's number eight. Oh, really? I think that's how the standings were this weekend. They may change now. You know, every week they change. Home. Yeah. And so – but it looks like the Big 12 is going to come down to um, that game down at Texas Tech, down in Lubbock. It's going to be big. So this Saturday, big game, big game. Big Um uh, because you know we could get, we could get fourteen. That in a would row. be what, that's the deciding game. I, it looks like it. Look, there's a lot of other games on the schedule. Uh, you know, Texas Tech has to play some tough teams. They got to play Kansas State. They got to play uh, Baylor. I think we have to play Texas. We have to play Texas Tech. We have you know we've got some tough games ahead too. So it's no one's really out of the woods, but you know the head to head, the two top teams in the league right now. We're tied. Right. Um, Texas Tech and uh, KU. So, you guys are in the same conference? Yeah. I don't know as much about college basketball. I mean, obviously. But the like, Big 12. It's weird. The Big 12 has 10 teams. Mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> The Pac-10 and, has 12? And, well, no. It, it's the weirdest thing. So the Big 12 has 10 teams, and the Big 10 has 12 teams. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Because those are the old names of the conferences. Oh. But then schools left and came and went, and so they didn't want to change the – because they have a – you know, it's, they've marketed right. the Big Ten. When you say Big Ten schools, you think Michigan, Ohio State, Northwestern. They have a, a brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you say uh, Big Twelve, you think Texas, you think Oklahoma, Kansas, and basketball. You think Kansas State football. You know, there's there's a, a brand right. there as well. Uh, but but we lost teams, so we're down to ten teams, <laughs> and and now uh, and, and the Big. Big Ten is up to twelve teams. So yeah, so it's yeah, bizarre. That's very bizarre. Yeah. Well, how many games do y'all play a week? Like how many games to co- like basketball games to college? I think they probably average two, two games two a week. Two games a week. Yeah, There's usually one on the weekend and one in the midweek. So until Selection Sunday, do you play all the way up until? Yeah. What happens is uh, the season. There's probably four games left in the season, so the season will wrap up for all college teams usually. Uh, end of February, beginning of March. Okay. And I'm talking like right during that week. Right. And then everybody generally plays their own conference tournament. Right. So like we could win the Big 12, but then lose in the first round of the Big 12 tournament. Okay. Um, so there's two different titles. You get you can be the champion of the Big 12 or whatever conference tournament or the conference title. Oh. Uh, but these things all matter because let's say you're um, – we'll just play with the Big 12. Let's say you're Kansas State, mm-hmm. okay? You don't win the conference, but you go into the 
uh, conference tournament and you win it. Let's say you get on a hot streak that weekend and you win that tournament. Well, now the NCAA tournament says, welcome aboard. Oh. And that's how you get into the dance. That's how you get into the show. That's how you get the, a piece <laughs> of the pie. I love it being called the dance. It's my favorite part. It is. That's one of my favorite terms besides points, points in the paint. <laughs> or like whatever. Like that is is that the word? Is yeah, that the term? Yeah, poison pain, yeah, poison <laughs> yeah, pain. That's my, those are my favorite basketball terms. The <laughs> dance. <laughs> well, that's that's one way though. A team that may be on the bubble, is uh-huh. not not getting into uh, the tournament, the NCAA tournament. That's one way they can um, get into it is if they win their conference t- um, tourney. That is always my favorite part of Selection Sunday. It's like those little little schools, and they're all like sitting around in like leather recliners, and they they just all of a sudden cheer. They never yeah. really show the ones where they're like, oh, they cry, <laughs> where yeah. they don't get paid. You, you want to see those, though, do you? <laughs> yeah, I it do. It sounds like you want to see I those. I do. What's wrong with I you? I don't know, but I just I want to feel see, all of it. You want to see a whole basketball team at the selection center watching, and then when they don't get the nod, you want to see them break? Yeah, you like wanna... that Southwest commercial where they like want to get away, you know? <laughs> 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 and they just have to go home, but they oh. are already home. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know? So, you don't, you don't think so, I think that's evil. I think that's just pure evil. Oh. And I think something's wrong with you. Um, <laughs> well, hmm. So then I went from that game, okay. the, the KU-West Virginia game, which is probably one of the top three games I've ever seen at Allen Fieldhouse. Really? Really? Yeah, it's up there. That's I mean, saying I, a lot. The last time Missouri played at Allen Fieldhouse, we had this massive 20-point uh, comeback, went into overtime, and we won. Dramatic, And yeah. plus, can't, uh, Missouri was our huge rival. And when they left the conference, that was the last time we were going to play them at Allen Fieldhouse. So it was a see you later, it. sucker. So mm-hmm. it was a powerful game. I saw uh, back in the 90s, early 90s, I saw uh, Kentucky when Kansas beat Kentucky 150 to 95, <laughs> uh, which was just unbelievable at Allen Fieldhouse. And then this game. Okay. Uh, it was it was with two minutes left. I mean, one of the biggest swings you've ever heard of. You know, it's just an unbelievable comeback, and they just kept battling. So it was really cool. Then I jumped on a midnight flight, came back to Los Angeles, and was ready for the NBA All Star Game. I can't believe you did that, by the way. Um, like that it, that midnight flight back to LA. Yeah, and it was, you know, I was going on very little sleep. Yeah. Um, and uh, like you know, most of the people in the All Star Game, <laughs> I'm sure they were all, all drunk and hungover too. Uh, well, probably I don't know, but the crowd was for sure. Ugh, yeah. Um, and then I had to put on a show. Yes. I mean, it was Kevin Hart. It was his show. He was he was introducing the teams. That was his job. Yeah. So how did this all go down? By the way, like how they asked Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart's you know he's amazing. He's one of the biggest box office stars in the world right now. So they want him, and he's a big sports fan. Big. Mm-hmm. Basketball he plays fan. in the celebrity game, right? Yeah, he's yeah. done that in the past. So, <laughs> yeah. so they ask him to introduce the teams, you know, in a, in a dramatic fashion with a lot of you know snap pops. So he went out and got a, he went. It was kind of fun. I was flattered and honored that he asked me to be part of it. But he asked me. Uh, he asked uh, uh, Adam Divine. Divine. Uh-huh. He got uh, Jamie Fox. He yeah. got to sing and rap and was amazing at that, by the way. Yes. Um, he got Queen Latifah and he got Ludacris. And we all helped do this. Like It was kind of like a vignette. So it was like a, uh, I don't want to call it a sketch, but it was a, a mini play mm-hmm. where uh, I played like the ghost of Christmas past here to <laughs> shepherd him along this journey on why he can't be an NBA all-star. And so there was music and there was dancing and there was pyro, mm-hmm. which you saw. I saw. And, and then I sang 
one yes. line. <laughs> yeah, what was your line? It was to the Phil Collins song, um, uh, In the Air Tonight. Oh. You know, so I was saying, are you uh, – <laughs> oh, God. Are you sure you want to be an all-star tonight? Or something like that, right? Or oh, you've been dreaming about this moment. Oh, yeah. For all oh, your life. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to – hold on. Let me – it's, yeah. the, it's the air. It's, it's something in here. It's the <laughs> – the air. In the I can't. Studio? I can't quite hit the or tone in the, the air tonight. I can't hit the note I want. <laughs> did uh, you sing? That's like so hard I to did sing, sing in front it. of everybody. I really did to, sing it. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I mean, you're by far not the worst singer to ever perform at Staples Center, uh, <laughs> which but, we'll talk about in a second. Yeah. <laughs> which we will talk about in a second. So I did the. Uh, so I was lucky enough because it was really cool for uh, my boy. Uh, because um, Your son. we got him a basketball, and he got every All-Star signature that no, he wanted. No, he did not. Oh, he did. So this is another, because he got that at NFL Honors, yeah. too. My son is having the greatest sports year of his life, <laughs> yeah, and he I... doesn't even know it. No. <laughs> and he, I, he kind of appreciates it, but he doesn't really get but it. You're having the greatest sports year I'm of your life. I'm definitely having a great sports year. getting those autographs yes. on behalf of your son. Yes. And, uh, or hopefully you can sell it to pay for his college. They couldn't be nicer, by the way. Everybody, and That's a good point, too. That's my safety. That's my safety. <laughs> that's your fallback. Uh, but I mean, people couldn't recognize. Like, I was up on, I was behind backstage, and they were about to introduce uh, um, Team Curry, right? And I was, I said hi to Steph. We had met each other before, so he kind of knew me. And uh, you know, we shook hands, and, and I said, "I got to hit you up right now because we're just, it's dead time." I go, "Will you sign this basketball for my son?" He's like, "Absolutely." He goes, "Where's your boy?" And I pointed him out, and he was like, "Oh," and he waved to him, and you know, my son just loves Steph, oh, just yeah. loves him mm-hmm. to death. He has a Steph jersey, and you know. I think so, a lot of little kids like Steph because they feel like they have a, a chance. chance. Yes, yeah, he, he represents an everyman. Yeah. Yes, which kind of makes you go. I, if I work hard enough, I could do that. <laughs> yeah, I have a whole bit about how all men still think they can play <laughs> a professional sport as long as like they're just like if I just hit the gym a couple more days, you yeah. know, like I'd, I just got to plow myself. <laughs> You're not lying. I know. It's really it doesn't sad. go away. It's it like doesn't. a plan D. Well, yeah, because whether you played high school or college sports. You feel like I can I can do this, yeah. And then you stand next to an athlete, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm not. It's it's not outside the realm of reasonable. I mean, I'm his size. I'm <laughs> six two I'm or tall. six three, and they you have I just no practice idea. Practice my dribbling, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then when you see him play, you realize the speed and the athleticism and the skill set. And right. you're like, if you're honest, if you're an honest person, you go. I just I, I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know why I th- ever thought that. <laughs> Uh, but no one will ever do that. They'll go, no, I could do it. I, I could yeah, do it. Yeah, of course. Do, Every man's going to say that. That's yeah. why like, I watch the uh, the NFL draft with my boyfriend every year, and he's always like so nervous. And forever I thought it was just because he didn't know which which team, like who his team was going to pick. And then I was like, oh, he thinks they're going to call his name. <laughs> like He thinks that could happen. Like he's, it, It's like not out of – yeah. He really it's still in the it's still in the on the spectrum of possible. Yeah. I mean even when you get older, like mm-hmm. even my dad, I'm like, I bet he thinks he could play on the senior tour. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, golf oh, I, like I meet I meet guys all the time that still entertain the idea of professional sports <laughs> or maybe a shot at the presidency. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And those now are like and now with, with Trump, you know, everybody's like, Look, hey. I, know, I mean I could do this. I could do it. I mean, if I if I catch the right momentum, if I caught a wave, mm-hmm. you know, anything's I'm possible. I, I, and, I, and I like dreamers, but give me a break. All yeah. right. 
sometimes we, you got to settle into what you're doing. We got to set the bar a little <laughs> higher. I, yeah. That's, so, yes. Steph was amazing. He signed the ball, waved to my son, and then, being captain of the team, made sure everybody on his team signed it. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, he just passed it down the line and was like, he's like, hook him up, hook him up. Boom. I do not want to like him that much. Everybody signed it. They were as sweet as could be. Uh, uh, we had met Joel Embiid earlier at the Super Bowl because he is a Jayhawk. Right. Played at Kansas. So he and I had already met. So he saw us again, was sweet to George. And Ugh. we just had a great time, right? Then, um, uh, but we missed all of Team LeBron. And Team LeBron had a lot of the signatures my boy wanted. He, they had Westbrook. They had LeBron. They had KD. And these are the guys that George, you know. Yeah. George wears KD shoes. He wears number 35. Really? Oh, yeah. He, he loves them. So. Uh, uh, Can he drink better than KD? <laughs> I don't know. I hope not. He's only nine. So we'll see. He, we'll see. Know, he does stay out late now he that I think from, about he it. He is a Kansas kid. <laughs> He's the son of a Kansas guy. But he. Um, he uh, he did get all those signatures, and I want and I got to give a shout out. So we got we sat uh, part of the part of me doing this uh, pregame show and introduction. Uh, I got courtside seats. I got two of them. So I, me and my boy got to sit on the courtside, which was I've never experienced. That was amazing. You know, it was you never experienced no, that. I no. would have. I mean, I've never by far never yeah. experienced it. But like, well, I, I would that, think I, that I, I did you... go. I went to a Lakers Trailblazers game one time with, with an agent. Mm-hmm. And we sat courtside. So I guess I did. Technically, yes. I Does have Kevin sat Hart always sit courtside because if he sat anywhere else, he couldn't see? <laughs> That's an honest question. I can tell it's an honest question. I'm not going to answer because I love Kevin Hart. I'm a big right, fan. He gives a, he's a good man. We did a movie together, which is coming out in September. I know. Anyway, so I got to give a shout out. And then, and then I, uh, I want to talk about True Car with you uh, okay. when we get a chance. But um, before I do that, so we got sat next to Odell Beckham Jr. Okay. I've heard of him. So I didn't know. He well, used to play for the Giants, right? He still does. Oh. He just got massively injured in like game one last year and missed the whole season because they ripped he his knee He took a knee for the ankle. whole season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's one way to put it. <laughs> um, but he couldn't have been nicer to my son. Really? I mean, he chatted him up the whole game. <gasps> they had a blast. My son was la- – he just was – is he was unbelievably kind to my son, and not that I expected anything different. Right. But he, you know, he's he's an engaging guy. He's he's working everything. But he was like, he's like, who are you missing on that basketball? And he's like, I don't have Katie or LeBron or Westbrook. <gasps> he goes, well, we're going to get those. So he would he, during we were sitting close, very close to the LeBron team, LeBron bench. He go, hey, King, King, get over here, get over here. He goes, sign his sign his ball right here. And King would come over it during timeouts and stuff, and he would sign the ball. He talked to my son. Same thing with KD. He got everything, uh, and then uh, got Westbrook. He got he just helped us out tremendously. Wow! Getting all these autographs. Then he goes, all right, I'm going to make you a bet. I'm going to bet you that the final score is 163 to 160. And and George, my son, goes, that ain't going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like he knew that that's too <laughs> that's much. Too sco- much. Too much scoring is going to happen because he made this about the the start of the fourth quarter. He's like, that's like 50 more points. Like, that ain't going to happen. So he said, uh, I'll take it. And the bet was, whoever loses got to get down and do 20 push-ups for the, <laughs> for the other one. And, and, I, and my dad, he looked at me, and I was like, I was like make your own bet, son. If, yeah. you, if you feel like you can mm-hmm. handle that, do it. And he goes, okay, I'll take the bet. And uh, you know, my son won the bet. Right. And Odell jumped down and knocked out 20 and, you know, did it right there on the spot and paid his paid his debt uh, or paid his bet. And it was just a really cool experience. Please tell me you got he, video. He gave my son a lifetime story. 
Right. You know, forever. Yeah. yeah. I bet Odell Beckham Jr. and I won. What'd you win? That's what your son is going to have to oh. say forever. <laughs> I thought you were talking about. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> no. <laughs> Who was Odell there with? Was he? I don't. I don't know. He might have oh. been flying solo. Because uh, wow. I don't. Because the people on the other side kept rotating. So I don't <laughs> oh, know. Oh wow! I don't Hilarious. Know. Yeah. That is incredible. But you know what else is incredible? What? True car. <laughs> I didn't know you wanted me master, to ask you. <laughs> master of transition. <laughs> Rob Riggle. <laughs> you need a car to get over that. <laughs> Sorry. Well, let me tell you something. If you're looking to buy a car, you're probably familiar with the terms uh, MSRP. Mm-hmm. Manufacturer suggested retail price. Is that what that means? Yes. You might even know what it stands for. Oh, I do. I just did it. But what does it actually mean? Well, the same goes for invoice, list price, dealer price. It's enough to confuse anybody, to be honest. <laughs> All you're really looking for is a price that actually means something. Introducing True Price from True Car. Now you can uh, know exactly what you're going to pay for the car you want, including fees and accessories before you even get to the dealership. True Car dealers will show you the true price on cars like the one you want, all from the comfort of your own home. Talk about this is low-stress shopping. And how do you know if you're getting a true price, uh, if the true price you're getting is a great price? How do you know? Because the true car, because true car shows you what other people paid for that same car. The same one you want, they'll show you. And your certified dealers know this. So they set their true price competitively so that they can win your business. That's, I mean, that's a pretty that's good fail-safe. It's yeah. a check, nice check and balance. So when you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. I always want to say that last part like so fast, like some features don't have to like <laughs> You want to say it real fast? <laughs> some features don't have yeah. <laughs> Remember the micro machine? Some features not available guy? in all states. <laughs> really good oh my god i remember the micro machine guy remember that guy that like talked so fast yes like, oh. that was a whole it was like a whole thing that was a whole campaign yes. of micro i don't he got know. A, like 10 pages of, of stuff do they still make those i don't know i don't yeah but okay so now uh, i want to get back to the all-star yes. game because we have some stuff to talk about there <laughs> and let's just start with what everybody let's start with the yes. controversy let's start with fergie's rendition of the national anthem right okay now I was there. You were there. I was there. We Thanks were both to you. there. We were both there. Um, and you start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, it was different. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of people were upset because she really changed it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was very funky. Uh, it was very black eyed. Pe- it was very Fergie. I have to say that. And uh, a, a lot of people did not like it, and she issued an apology. Which I don't... I don't agree with either. I don't think she had to. No! No, I'm tired of apology tours. And she didn't need to apologize for this. Now, no. listen, I, I, like, I, you know, we were both there, and what, this is what I saw. I saw an artist trying to do their rendition yeah. of the national anthem. And they, you know, she tried to make it soulful, and she tried to make it, I don't know, borderline sexy. Yeah. And she tried to do something artistic with the National Anthem. Now, did she miss? Probably. Mm -hmm. I think she probably did. Um, 
But she didn't. I don't feel she was disrespectful. At, not at all. Not at she all. She didn't forget the words like she some people have. She 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 cared. It's just she took she took a stab at uh, a different version. Right. And it just didn't pan out. Yeah. I mean, and so so she's done nothing wrong. No. So if you're if you're if you're on the hate train. Just slow it down. Yeah, you there's know, a lot more slow, things to be upset about. So many other things, and and you know, like when Roseanne Barr went out there Ugh. and she did her version, whatever. I that was back in the '90s. Who cares? It was a long time ago. Yeah. But you know, she almost had a, like a joke approach towards it, where she was like, screaming it out, and she could care less. Right. And you know, that made I think that was more disrespectful than the yeah. than this. Yeah, uh, of course that was way more. She, Fergie made a good faith effort. It was just a it was a, a style and a rendition that didn't play. That's yeah, all. I mean, I just thought like I, I thought it was really unfair. I thought like it to me, it just sounded a little show tuny uh-huh. uh, as opposed to like jazzy or whatever right. she wanted to do with it. But um, I mean, when you hire Fergie to do the national anthem, you're going to get Fergie. You're mm-hmm. not going to get Whitney Houston. So right. she did what she would do with any song, yeah. and uh, you know, I'm just glad it, she didn't start like. Do like let's get it started, yeah, yeah. or the yeah. other word yeah. they used. <laughs> and I've been to ball games too. I've been to ball games where, uh, and they go, you know, and now playing the national anthem today, and it's it's just some you know guitarist mm-hmm. who you know plays half of it with his teeth, yeah. and then you know, and yeah. he's hitting the whammy bar a lot, and he, you know, it's their artistic rendition. Now you'll hear people say, "Well, there shouldn't be an artistic rendition. It's the national anthem, is national anthem, goddammit. And I'm like, "Okay, look, then then hire someone who's going to give you a straight performance." Fine, yeah, you know, because yeah. I, I love the song. I'm the most patriotic guy, yeah. patriotic guy that I know, and I, you know, I don't have any hate. For this? No, it's yeah. still the national anthem. It's still the national She's, anthem. She knew all the words, which is like, well, like I say, better than a lot of people mm-hmm. who are famous have done with that national anthem. Yes. Uh, and she, you know, fell on her own sword, which I think is even, which is super American and admirable. Yep. Uh, and she said she tried to do something and people didn't like it, and that's fair. Yeah. And but to apologize, no, Fergie, you don't have to apologize. You do not need to apologize, yeah. Fergie. You we don't. got it was Fergie-licious. It was everything. <laughs> now the Canadian national anthem, oh. uh, the Bare Naked Ladies. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> yeah, that was such a wriggle voice right there. Like, <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> I don't know why I just sounded like Harry Carey. You, saw, you did. It was, it was either Bob Euchre or Harry Carey. A little drunk. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> Yeah, I I didn't love that one either. Really? I I love the bare naked ladies. I love them too. Like their songs awesome. have gotten me through. They're funny and yeah. they're nice and they're sweet Canadian people. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean of course they're Canadian. Yeah. They're yeah. nice and they sang a song about a million dollars, which <laughs> nobody would even want nowadays. It's not a lot of money. Yeah, uh, chump change. <laughs> yeah, but. I don't know. I just didn't. I didn't really like it that much. I liked huh. the Fergie national anthem better than I liked that, honestly. Really? I know, and I I love everything the Bare Naked Ladies does. Normally, uh, I'll be live. honest. I didn't listen to the whole thing because <laughs> I was I, I was wrapping up getting my son's basketball signed by Team Curry, which so. I feel like you could. Uh, right? Yeah. Oh, so that was right before you went. Oh, okay, right before, that makes sense. Um, so the anthems were before you did the. 
introduction. No, no, no. Anthem was after. Uh, uh oh. It was so after, you're... but I was still backstage with all those guys, right. and I was trying to get <laughs> trying to wrap up the signatures before. Which we... is really the only like location that you really can't get everybody to come over. Like that would never have happened with Odell in a regular game. They're not going to be autographing no. a basketball during a regular season. Right. Game. They were very fan friendly. Yeah. Even season. though they probably tried harder in this game than they do normally in this part of the season. I got to tell you, they were playing fine basketball. Mm-hmm. And then in the last two minutes, same as every basketball I mean, game, they the, <laughs> I, you could see, I I could see it and I could feel it. Mm-hmm. The speed and the intensity went through the roof. Yeah, all of a sudden they were elbows were flying and they were trying to get rebounds and they were <laughs> smashing the bodies and you could just it just felt like a whole nother level. Yeah, that's the only time of the game they needed refs was the last two <laughs> minutes. It was uh, it's just like like I said, every basketball game where it's like every bad sexual experience I've ever. Had. Did you see Dr- uh, Draymond Green? Did you see the clip? His of him reaction to, to Fergie Fergie. singing. <laughs> yes. Okay, I saw it. I thought it was really funny. I saw it live too because they had it on the <laughs> yeah. jumbotron. Oh, they had his, that. Had, that segment was actually on the jumbotron because he was slack jawed staring at her. Yeah, I might have seen that in real time too. He, he was literally slack jawed staring at her, and then I think he realized he was on the jumbotron and he looked away and started laughing. <laughs> And then everybody started laughing, which I kind of felt bad because she's still singing. She's still belting right. it out, whatever. I know. Anyway. She, yeah. She has a good voice. I thought, you know, it was just different. All right. Let's talk about uh, the Olympics are going on. The Olympics and are I've so en- good, by I've the way. I've been enjoying the Olympics. Yeah. I mean, because, look, it comes around every four years, the Winter Olympics. Mm-hmm. And so it is fun. There is pageantry. There is cool. I don't, when am I ever going to watch a biathlon? You know, I never, never, you no. You didn't watch the qualifiers? I did get season tickets to the Norwegian biathlon, uh, but I had to trade them in. I just couldn't, I couldn't keep those. And, but anyway, it was, uh, it's fun to watch these events that you normally never you, watch. Are you talking about the ice dancing where the girl's nipple fell out? God, where was I? <laughs> they replayed it too later in the night, which was so. Mean. Why would they replay it? I know. They probably pixelated it. No, there. they did not, which was so mean. I missed it twice. You missed it twice. What is wrong with me? <laughs> That's and why nipple. weren't you texting me? <laughs> why weren't you texting me and telling me? Well, she was French, so I'm sure she was fine with it, but like, <laughs> she, she probably did on purpose. No, she didn't. She I was, felt she was very mortified. I felt very bad for her, but. Yeah, nobody, nobody ended up wants getting that. the silver, so it's fine. You would have hoped that would have gotten them the gold, but I was just about to it's say it's got to be so distract. I mean, I could see why they got here's lower points. They were what, distracted. The only thing I remember from the ice dancing, <laughs> and I don't even know if it was ice dancing or just pairs figure skating. The Canadian couple, mm-hmm. um, when they finished their routine, the lady fell to the ice because <laughs> apparently her performance was so good she couldn't stand any longer. <laughs> no, stop. They. They fell down with joy. No. And look, I'm all about, look, you nailed your performance. You've been working, waiting for this for four years. I get it. There's a tremendous amount of emotion. But she collapsed under the weight of her greatness. (laughs) That is. And I found it to be a little annoying and a little off-putting. It's very, yeah, very off-putting. Just soak in the glory. Take in the applause. Take your bows. Skate over to the side and wait for the results. Yeah. And instead, like a human. they started bawling and falling. Well, too bad they didn't have a bare mattress to fall on. 
Because they definitely would have helped. Bear Mattress is designed for optimal cooling, comfort, and muscle recovery so you can sleep better and perform at your best every day, not just every four years. Go to bearmattress.com. That's B-E-A-R mattress.com. And use the code POD50. Take $50 off your new mattress. The Bear Mattress uses eco-friendly materials and was developed with insights from sleep experts, professional athletes, and engineers to create a super comfortable and supportive sleep that is up to seven times cooler. That's super cool than traditional foam mattresses. The Bear Mattress uses FDA-determined cellulant textile technology so your body can recover faster, sleep better, and improve performance. Buying a mattress in a store can cost thousands of dollars, but the Bear Mattress starts at just $540. The bear mattress. You guys are just whispering. <laughs> what are you whispering? Can you, can you hear? Yes. The bear mattress is made in the USA, sold online, and ships free. We're just saying, what a good job you're doing. <laughs> right to your doorstep, <laughs> making it easy and convenient for you. <laughs> Buying you are a bear. Buying a bear mattress online is completely risk free with a 100 night in home trial. Oh my you, god, it's just. <laughs> You get 100 nights to try out the mattress, and if you don't love it, they'll pick it up and refund you 100% of your money. Ugh, I want my money back for this podcast. <laughs> That's right. 100 nights free. Bear, B-E-A-R, mattress. Oh, my God. That was a lot of info you just gave the people. <laughs> well, we were talking about ice dancing. I, I, All right, uh, so, so that bothered me. That bothered you about that, the ice dancing. About the ice dancing. Now, again, they, I think they ended up getting... From what I remember, the Germans got the gold, someone else got the silver, and then the Canadians got the bronze. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's in pairs then because I think the Canadians won the ice dancing last night. I can't be positive, but I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you're right. But all I know is – and this I was watching this a couple nights ago, so it it wasn't last night. So it was – I don't know. Just kind of, you know, act like you've been there. I don't know. Don't fall down on the ice yeah. uh, gushing all over yourself. Ugh. Especially – did you watch I, Tanya, the – did you watch that movie? Uh, yes. Yeah. It was that after I saw that, I have a much bigger appreciation for ice skating in oh, every I th- oh, realm. I, I think ice skaters are absolute, uh, highly trained and conditioned athletes. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's there's no uh, messing around with that. What is weird to me is um, the announcers, Johnny Weir and Tara Le- Pinsky, mm-hmm. is that her name? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Gary's giving me the thumbs up. Yes. Because he's a huge Johnny Weir fan. Uh, someone posted guilty. Someone posted a picture of them and said, uh, is this the Hunger Games? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. It is so weird. Like, they just get weirder and weirder. And it's like, she is getting weirder and weirder because of him. Like, he's like pulling her into this weirdness. Into the weird zone? Yeah. I mean, announcers for the Olympic, that is... So difficult. That's a lot of people yeah. from foreign countries uh-huh. to try to figure out stuff yeah. on. Well, they're clearly experts in ice skating. I mean, they are. You know, yeah. they're, they're they're fantastic. They're they Olympians perform. themselves. They're, yeah, they, she won gold. I think. Yeah. Right. She's and a gold medalist. So they know the world. There's no. I think they're great commentators. <laughs> they know the world. Uh, the world of of ice skating. <laughs> oh, that <word. laughs> Yeah. They don't know geopolitics in know Belarus. Anything I'm saying. except fashion and ice skating. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Uh, but it's a flamboyant look. Look, I mean, it's flamboyant. You definitely need somebody. I saw the other. There was a. There's a male ice skater, I guess, that like said something about Trump, and then everybody got mad at him online. But then um, Sally Field is trying to set her son up with him, and she's like gone on Twitter. She's like, I think he's so handsome. Go for it. And he's like, Mom. 
<laughs> so I hope that works out. I kind of do too. Actually. That's very sweet. But the Olympics, you know, like um, I don't know if you watch the any of the skiing stuff. Yeah. Uh, but you know. Every I watched. Did you watch Sean White's uh, snowboarding? So yes, yeah, so it happy was for him. So happy for yes. him. It was so incredible what he did. But what's crazy is like these snowboarding and like these um, half pipe announcers try to find the positive. Sure. And like even the falls. Yeah. <laughs> it's the whole. Uh, they're they're part of they're part of that participation generation. Yeah. You know, so they're always like, "Hey, Tommy's going down the half tube," you know? and oh, he fell, but boy, he looked good, wow. didn't he? You know, his effort. Yeah, his effort. He's got two more and, runs. Right. I think he came in last, but by gosh, <laughs> just to make the Olympics. Oh, the yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's so. I mean. But to find something positive to say about everybody, I could never be able to do that yeah. job. But that's why I kind of like Bodie Miller. Oh, yeah, right. I mean, I like Bodie because Bodie is a straight shooter. And he's like, oh, that, that's a terrible run. You know, he's, like, <laughs> he's like, look at her. She's coming out of the pot. She's coming out of her turns too early. Now she's in the groove. She can't decide what she wants to do. Ah. Yeah, she, she's definitely not going to win the medal this time. <laughs> And you're always like, wow. Bodie. Yeah, but he but he's he's since I don't think he's he's never rude. He's just being sincere. He's just shooting straight. Yeah, like And we live in a world now where straight talk apparently is shocks people. It shocks everything. Yeah. Dude, there was that Quincy Jones article a couple weeks ago. Did you read that no. by the way, where he talked about like how Richard Pryor and Marlon Brando had sex and like he just like literally spilled the beans about everybody's like, Oh, Michael Jackson was so cheap and he stole this song and da 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 like he just like it was the craziest interview I've ever Who read. Who did this? Quincy Jones. He just he just oh, said every, he just opened the vault. Yeah, pretty much. Didn't but, he also say that he has like twenty five girlfriends currently? Yeah, he said all kinds of stuff. And that yeah, like the, they asked him if is there any does he have any regrets about any of his music? He's like, no, I've loved every album I've done. It's superior to everybody. Like it's it, okay. Then, now I got to ask: Is something going on? Is is no? Is, is his brain? No, he's just eighty four and he doesn't give an f anymore. Like he just does not give an f. And like clearly, the guy interviewing him for Vulture like knew a lot about music too. So they were just completely having a great conversation. And like then he asked him about Cosby, and he's like, ah, I shouldn't probably, I shouldn't talk about that. What's your sign? Like he just like literally they started talking about their like he's like I'm a Pisces. Oh me too. You know, like <laughs> it was the craziest just, interview. I'm so I, bummed. I don't know about this. I now I got to go search it out. Yeah, it, I got to read like, it. It is uh, in well, maybe we'll talk about it next time. But it it um, <laughs> it's just like I think it was so crazy because we're not used to hearing blatant honesty. Yes, like you're saying with Bodie yeah. Miller, like we're we're just not accustomed to the truth, no, we're, we're, like the we're, harsh truth anymore. Right, we're we are so accustomed to uh, uh, politician speak. Right, safe words, safe tones, making sure that if you say, "Look, guys, I love red." Uh, but I also love blue. Yeah, uh, blue's good too. Uh, and I'm not saying that blue isn't valid. Uh, I'm just saying that red is nice too. Yeah, you know, like everybody, calm down. Just calm down. Nobody uh, likes blue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, on the Olympics, something interesting happened. Yes. This 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 Olympian from Hungary. Yes. Basically, gamed the system. Right. Well, she's actually American, but she just went to Hungary to qualify because her parent, her grandparents are Hungarian. Her mom is Venezuelan, and she tried okay, to— Okay, break it down for okay. our audience. Break it, Sorry, you, I, did, you, I just interrupted yeah, you. Yeah, no, no, but you know this better than I do. Yeah, so her name's Elizabeth Sweeney. She's 33 years old. She's a um, computer engineer, like a software engineer. So, uh, I mean, she's good at hacking. So she totally hacked the Olympic system, and she qualified for the half pipe. 
and made it to the Olympics on skis. On skis. Okay, so not it's not snowboarding. It's it's no. a, on skis in the half pipe. <laughs> yes. Okay. And so and she's thirty three she years old. It. She's an American, and, but she went. She found a way to get on the Hungarian team. Right. And so she ended up qualifying for the Olympics. She came in dead last, but she can say she's an Olympian forever. And she basically did it through a series of loopholes in the system, which states that like every you know country, like hung, Hungary system says that they have to have an equal number of qualifiers in men's and women's. Okay. And so, so if there's if there there's, weren't if even there's five, if there's five male skiers, mm-hmm. they got to go have five, five female. female, and okay. there's like two. Okay. So she found a way into that, and then found a way to qualify because the top thirty qualify in every competition. Uh-huh. So she kept qualifying and qualifying because there were only like twenty eight competitors, and she just didn't fall. So yeah, that was her whole and, thing. And, and so so when she did the, <laughs> there's a video of her. <laughs> yes. There's a video of her going down the half pipe and half pipe in the Olympics. And you'll you'll you everybody's seen the half pipe. People go flying out of the, the half pipe and yes. do all these aerials and then come back into the half pipe and then get launched out the other side and do aerials and then launched and, and they do this the whole way down the half pipe. And then her run, she literally just skis side to side, going up the side of the half pipe and turning and coming back down and then turning and coming back down. Not she it. never falls. No. Nope. But she's not doing anything. She didn't barely even caught air. No, she didn't catch any air, so I could tell. <laughs> she caught a lot of hell for what she did, but but I she, mean, she but, just like basically like uh, side to side did it all the way down. Um, and like the announcers, that was my other favorite part. Was like they're trying to be positive, like oh she just eased up a little there, yeah. she's got to gain some momentum on this next jump, and oh she pulled back again. But there's three more jumps, and she can just get a little bit. But yeah, you know what? No, she's running out of a pipe, so. <laughs> Uh, oh, there she we're is. Gonna, we're going to need to see a trick here or some sort of aerial. <laughs> no, she no, she didn't do it there. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, she, she looks did. like one more pass. And no, she didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but a safe run. She did not fall. Yeah, so safe run something. there too. Oh, and look, she's going down backwards now at the very end. A little, right. ar- little artistic touch. Yeah, to show the judges that she does have a little flair. I oh mean, it was God. by far, like, it is exactly, I think she's a freaking hero uh a lot of people are upset about it and uh well we, and I understand. I, here's the thing i here's what i see i see someone who gamed the system yes and you you know i guess you have to i mean look she gamed the system so you can't be mad at her she didn't do anything wrong she didn't do anything illegal right she just gamed the system and i think where people are getting mad or where the rub is is because you know the people that are really out there competing you know it it undermines them and the integrity of their sport <laughs> Yes, a little bit, a thousand percent, right? Like, you, if you imagine being the one that follows her run, yeah. Like, well, I think I can beat that, yeah. But when they fall, they don't. I hope she's a really charming person. <laughs> I mean, I really do. She I hope- paid her whole way, so that's the other thing. Is like she paid for all of her qualifiers. She paid her whole way, so no one is out any money in right. this. And now Hungary is changing the rules, you know. And I think the Olympic team is probably changing them as well. I'm, but- I'm sure the Olympic committee is probably going to look at this stuff too. <laughs> but I mean, wouldn't it be your dream to just like make the U.S. diving team and then just be like pencil, you know, <laughs> like just go in and be like, oh no splash. Oh my god, that gosh. would be my. I mean, I would. A thousand percent do that. It's funny you mention that because (laughs) in my high school, uh, if you played football, you had to do a sport in every other season. So, and it didn't matter because they, a the, second sport. Yeah. So you, if you if you were a football player in my high school, that means you had to play a winter sport and you had to play a spring sport. Oh. And because that's how they kept track of your grades and your behavior. Because every week you'd have to go around with this progress report, and the teacher would sign your passing and you have a good attitude. 
And oh. if you if you had a bad attitude, you had to go see the coach and <gasps> you had to go you get punished or whatever. And if you had bad grades, they would be all over you. So uh, so um, so we uh, went we joined the dive team. No, who's we? Me and a bunch of my knucklehead <laughs> friends. But we refused to wear speedos. <laughs> no. Yeah. So we wore gym, we wore jams. This is what back are, when jams. What are know, jams? Long shorts uh, with flowers and stuff all over them. <laughs> You know, jams. Long short, like board shorts. I'm not that. It's, I board can't be shorts. that old. Yeah, board, board shorts, but they were they were called jams back okay. in the day, like Spuds McKenzie. They go down to your knee. They go down to your knee. Yeah, clearly for beach and spring break wear. <laughs> yes, okay. Uh, but they're flowery and colory. Anyway, and so we would go off because we didn't know any dives. Of course. You know? So, but we would do pencils <laughs> because that was in. It is considered one. It's dive to go in feet first. Yeah. And so we would, but we were all huge guys. <laughs> so it never worked. Can out. opener. Well, one guy did. Yeah. He, he did go kind of make a joke of it one day, mm-hmm. and, and the coach lit him up I like bet. a Christmas tree. <laughs> I mean, he almost got kicked off the team. And oh, he, no. I mean, this would have been bad for him. Yeah. Uh, he, but he did. He went out there and he did the whole triple Lindy uh, Rodney Dangerfield, where he he licked his thumb to check the wind. <laughs> You know, and then then went back and did this whole wind up, and then ended up doing some sort of cannonball. Were were you guys on the board, or were you on the platform? not a platform? No, it was a board. Ugh. It was board. They had high Those dives. Platforms are. I went up terrifying. on one. They're terrifying. I, I don't understand anybody who does the handstands off like the off that or the. I don't. What I don't like is when they go jump off and they do the spins with their head so close to the concrete or to the. That's just stupid. Yeah. I mean, Greg Lugain has hit his head. Remember, after I saw oh. that, I was like, never again. So when I was uh, in Iraq, the first time I went to perform over there, we went to um, like a cramp- Camp Freedom Rest, which uh-huh. is like where guys would go when they had their, their three-day. For their R&R. Yeah, for their R&R. And so there was a big pool there, and there was like a two-tier platform dive uh-huh. thing. And I was like, I'll go up on that. You know, like you see it in the – you're like, this is fine. Yeah. And then I got up there and I was like, I cannot – I no can't joke. jump off of this. Yeah. I was so afraid that I was going to just belly flop or hit my back and just be knocked – I mean, the wind would be knocked out of you. Yeah. You could drown. Yeah. It's just bad for, news. It is so ter- – it looks <laughs> so much higher when you're up there. It doesn't look that high. And then you get there you're like, uh-uh. Yeah. I grew up with a pool, so I had a diving board. I – I, I knew how to do a couple. I had a oh. good swan dive in me, but no, uh, not oh. not on that. Yeah. Oh. So anyway, she. Qualified. And what about these Russians? What about these Russians? <laughs> you talking about the in the Olympics or in general? In general, <laughs> just in general, and the Olympics. And why is it everywhere they go, they're causing trouble? Um, I. I mean, we got eleven indictments uh, by the FBI mm-hmm. against meddling in the election. Meddling, that meddling, not, not different meddling, not gold meddling, <laughs> just uh, um, but Twitter meddling, futzing, <laughs> voter that, meddling, yeah, voter meddling. <laughs> and now they're they're starting fights with our hockey team. Oh yeah, that's... and they're you know they're playing. They're just everybody's out of control over there. I think what's going on is they got a lot of anger, <laughs> and they're very upset. And they're cold. And they're, they're cold. cold. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, they want bread. Yeah, I think I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but I think there's a lot of built-up frustration and anger over there. Okay, and they're they're looking for a scapegoat because <laughs> when you're when you're mad when you're the most mad, it's usually at yourself. Oh, there you go, Rob. And then you end up taking it out on others. <laughs> and I think so. Rush is a little mad at themselves. Uh, I'm not George. You don't have to say that stuff to me. <laughs> but I, 
so they have to compete under the Olympic flag. Have you noticed that? Like, it yes, because they've been Russia. suspended <laughs> for dirty play, for for doping, and their whole team was doped out of their minds. Yeah, you can. <laughs> but they still get to compete. Well, I guess I guess the guys and gals that passed right get to compete. Right. Well, yeah, but then. Uh, one of their curling team members was busted for doping as well. Curling. Curling! <laughs> how do you... Do they do anything without trying to cheat or manipulate? How anything. You, how do you cheat at curling? Like, what is going to help you? Adderall? I don't yeah, know. I, but that's all, the I only mean, that's thing the only I could think, think of, too. His coach said that uh, his food or drink was spiked, but meanwhile, the entire Russian uh, under-18 men's national hockey team, like nine months ago, the entire team was suspended for the exact same drug. Yeah. Exact same drug. Yep. yep. And the drug is called meldonium. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, I I, I kind of want to believe, yeah, that that I'm pretty sure that's that what a, happened. Yeah. He was it was spiked. His food and his drink was spiked. By, by a sp- Russian spy? <laughs> and he, he screwed up because he was trying to get us. <laughs> yeah. It was one of those Pink Panther things where he puts it in the wrong in the back room, he comes out as a winner, here's your drink, sir. Mm. And it's the wrong And they the, drink the wrong one. Yeah. Drink the wrong goblet. He's like, No, <laughs> How do you, I mean, I, yeah, I don't, have you been watching curling, by the way? Honestly, I did. I watched yeah. some curling. I, I watched me some curling. Yeah, the U.S. team is still up for gold. It's so. fun to watch. It's because it's like shuffleboard, human shuffleboard. The shuffleboard on ice, yeah. but the sweeping, I don't like. You don't, why is it? Why does that put you off? I, because I'm like, they're going to hit it. They're going to hit it. They're going to hit it. They're going <laughs> to hit the it. That's the danger. <laughs> That's the danger. That's what makes the sport so sexy. <laughs> Did you see, who was that? Gary D- Chandler is Chan's face was just thrilling threw up in her mouth. Uh, but when you see the curlers, that's another athlete. You're like, I could do that. Oh, everybody instantly goes, I could be an Olympian. Yeah. Where's the, where's my curling arena? Where do I go to sign up for curling? Where's the curling league? Curling league. Actually, I kind of want to find a curling league now. I, I don't. Understand. How much fun would that be? Just grab beers and curl. <laughs> and then what is that? Eight ounce curls. Did I say something wrong? No, just beers and cur- <laughs> like none of it makes it. It's like when you see bowling, when people take bowling seriously, you're like, come oh. on, stop it. This is just supposed to be something we do when we're drunk yeah. and have fun. But then- uh, it is fun to watch a serious bowler yeah. because all I see is a comedy sketch. <laughs> That's all I see, especially when they, you know, and then they did. They made Kingpin, which really highlighted that. Yeah. But it, that world where they are, where they, when they get a strike and then they really <laughs> celebrate, they're like, yeah, and they're like doing like the crab, you know, and they're, oh. When you see somebody at a amazing. bowling alley, like, like if, if, if we had a bowling party and somebody showed up with a wrist guard mm-hmm. and their own bag, yeah. that person. You're talking about Kevin Pollack? <laughs> no way. Does oh, yeah. he do that? And Sam Levine? Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, big charity I do in Kansas City uh, is a, we have a bowling tournament, Ugh. and they show up uh, kingpin style. No, yes, ready but to go. Not to be funny, to be serious. They they bowl to win. No. Yes. Ugh. Yes. I if you show up to bowling with that, I <laughs> am never going to stop. 
And also, I'm immediately going to heckle you in your backswing or whatever it's called. Forever and I'm going to say life. that you fouled on every time. Yeah. Foul, foul. You yeah. crossed that line. Yeah, just to watch just them to spin. See them. That was clearly not a foul. What are you talking about? Yeah. Sarah, get off my jog, man. Yeah. This is real. And then I would go and do the hand thing over the air yeah. before I did my yeah. roll. A long time. Long time. <laughs> really studying yeah. it. Find the dots on the floor right. where you're going to stand. Uh, like, really size it up. Yeah. Take so long. It takes them out of their yeah. game. And then Granny throw it. Yeah. <laughs> Into the gutter <laughs> right away. <laughs> and be like, so close. Oh. Yeah. Next one. Next frame. Next, Next frame. And you know what? I'll just, I'll triple up <laughs> on the 10th frame. <laughs> we used to have to do man. I still know how to manually score bowling. <sighs> My grandmother bowled until she was 90 All in right. the league. And then she quit. Cause hey. I want to talk about something right now. <laughs> right in the middle of me talking about my grandma. That's so nice. <laughs> you literally were saying, you know, one time my sweet grandmother, hey, stop talking. I want to talk now. Yeah, it's cool, Sarah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, shut up. Actually, I just had to jump in because this hot copy just came across my desk. Hot whiz. It's, hot, it's hot almost copy. like a hot whiz, only it's hotter because it's hot copy. Hot. Not coffee. Hot copy. <laughs> Hot copy, hot copy. <laughs> it's uh, it's that time of the year again. March Madness is take over, uh, and the NCAA bracketology game is on, my friends. I'm so excited. Uh, bet DSI March Madness. Bet DSI. DSI. All right, a million dollar bracket challenge is right around the corner, and while we can't wait for this, um, you can still win big this NCAA. Basketball season. <laughs> Conference tournaments will begin next week, so each game is crucial. Top teams are looking to lock in a number one seed, and bubble teams are fighting for their lives. So, Bet DSI is the place to be for all your March Madness action. Bet DSI is the best online sports book. Bet DSI has over 20 years in the business, uh, top rated business uh, on review sites. Uh, has an easy-to-use uh, and fast-playing interface. Bet games as they go. You get live in-game wagering options now throughout the tournament. I like that. Um, also, make plays throughout the entire uh, game and events. That didn't make sense, but whatever. Uh, we get the point, Bet DSI. <laughs> Uh, great customer service, 24-7, 365, built a reputation uh, on fast payment of winnings, which, let's be honest, like that's that. what it's about. Yeah. You want a book, yeah. you want a book that pays now. Right away. Right away. Yeah. Register now and you will get what? 200% member bonus by using promo code MADRIGGLE. What? Uh, you're bringing up my old nickname. <laughs> From back in the day, Mad Riggle, and tune in during next uh, during the next few weeks to learn more about Bet DSI's million dollar bracket challenge. Don't sit on the sidelines this March Madness. Use promo code Mad Riggle and start winning today. That's just cold hard facts. There's- I'm sorry I interrupted your grandma's story, <laughs> but that was hot copy, and that came across. I'd like to point out that Mad Riggle is all one word. That's one word. Thank you, uh, and Gary. even though he shouted it, there's no exclamation point at the end. <laughs> Mad, Mad Riggle, Riggle, one word, no exclamation point, although there should be. Where Was that really your nickname? No. Why do they say Mad Riggle? Why are y'all calling it? Because March Madness. Mad, Mad, March Madness. Oh, Mad. Wow. That went I over. Not, yeah, big time went over All right, so head. we got to wrap up the show, but before we do, Uh-oh. tell me about Grandma. <laughs> 
I just said, I just, I just, she just bowled till she was 90 in a league and then she quit because she didn't like any of the people anymore in the league. And they weren't winning. My grandmother is a really sore loser. Like she just quit the she quit her mahjong league because she kept losing. And she's like, I never won. I was losing. Like they play for nickels and dimes, you know. And she's like, I lost every time so much money. And I'm like, you're losing my inheritance. So yeah, I don't care if it's three dollars at a time. You quit. I like that she rolled up to her nineties. Oh yeah, she was rolling the lanes yes. up to her nineties. She played softball until she was like seventy six or something. You got good genes. And then, you're gonna be you're gonna be balling yeah. until you're ninety. But it wasn't really a game. Like I came to one of her games once, but it was really just a practice. Like yeah. if you hit it out of the infield, you were out. So, <laughs> so it was like because there were like eight people on the team. They never played other teams. So. Oh my god. Yeah. Anyway, she also quit. Like she she's a real bad sport. She took a. Um, she took a. Uh, she's ninety two now. She's about to turn nine, or she's about to turn ninety two. But she she took a um, computer class. <laughs> she hates that I tell this story. She's not listening because she can't hear anything now. But uh, she she quit the class because they kept telling her to right click with the mouse, and she goes, "Mine won't write. Mine won't write." Like she was trying to write the word click oh, boy. with the mouse, yeah. and then she threw it down and left. <laughs> I yeah. get it. I get it. Yeah. Threw down the mouse and left this is at weird. 80. It's the exact same thing happened to me <laughs> in college. Really? <laughs> no. I thought you were going to say yesterday. <laughs> yesterday. Um, you still have a mouse? Gross. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, all right, folks. Listen, we didn't get to some of the questions, but I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to answer next week. We're just going to answer a lot of questions and talk about what you guys want to talk about. Yeah. That's just a cold hard fact. Yeah. Uh, also, next week we're going to have, I'm sure, just a unbelievable amount of stuff that happened. Yeah. That we're dying to that talk about. That we're dying to talk about. Um, but thank you for joining us uh, at Riggle's Picks, um, and we will look forward to talking to you next week. I'm Rob Riggle. I'm Sarah Tiana. See you, suckers. Friends. 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 Friends.